Whoa! Pick up your lager, it's time for Saga! Head to the fridge and go grab a lager We're gonna read a comic called Saga It's a space operatic adventure It's not just for geeks, it's for those who love culture Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings It's a brilliant mashup of all of your favourite things A girl with wings and a guy with horns They're trying to protect their lovely little newborn A cat who spots lies, a babysitter who is dead There's even a man with the television for a head He's got a television for a head. Whoa, we're back. What a saga. What a saga it's been and what a saga it's going to be. Now, it's not just the chief here. I'm joined by two excellent, excellent people. First up, we've got Miss Emma Warrillow. How are you, good lady? I am absolutely fantastic. I swam in the supermoon last night. In the moon, was it made of cheese? <laughs> Swam in the sea. Ah, oh, I got like all witchy and spiritual. Got right in there. I'm still buzzing from it. Did you see the um, the comet or what have you? I did. Well, There's supposed to be all sorts going on. Yeah, the and then a- afterwards, me and the kids were just stargazing, and we saw loads of shooting stars. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's loads of them apparently. Yeah, it's every crazy. year there's this comet that's going around, and it looks like a yeah shower. Right yeah. now, is this Armageddon, does this mean the end of the world or is it just a big colourful I think it's moon? just a moon event. Right. Yep. Love it. It's standard every year, apparently. I haven't but seen it once. Apparently, it's like midnight is the best time to see it, you know, at which uh, time I'm way gone. Yeah. Chief, I, I know you're in bed at 10 asleep. o'clock. Oh, 10 p.m. bed for me. Uh, Evelyn, uh, my daughter, had postulated several times in her current six years of life that she might want to get involved in space or be an astronaut and the missus has said no way are you being an astronaut is it too dangerous she says i'm not letting you go into space that's unbelievable i don't know what you call that parenting but um (laughs) (laughs) that's far too early to be giving up on dreams yes yes uh any drinks in oh of course before we get to drinks uh you did hear a a another uh voice there and that is of course dave wimlet how are you dave uh, hello, I'm good, thank you. We went on, we went up to a wedding in Doncaster. You've known my wife, who is from the south, likes to call it Doncaster, right. which I think is probably cultural appropriation. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was nice. The first wedding we've been to in years, actually. I say, yeah, probably three years. So right. I was out, I was out of um, practice with Love drinking, a frankly. Yeah, do you hate a wedding? Boring as. I mean, I go for the food and drink. <laughs> But. Weddings are great fun. You get drunk. It was free bar all night. Okay, yeah. I got I'm down quite with that. drunk far too early, and then just kind of petered out, and it just got a bit. I just got a bit slow and lethargic far too early. But hey, you didn't take the kids, or you did take the kids? No, that was no it. kids. So we were we were those classic parents at a wedding without the kids. Bit of a cliche. We were, yeah, couldn't we could shut up. We were so happy to be out. <laughs> it's good fun. Cool. Uh, any drinks for us today? Well, it's this is a morning recording, so mm. no booze for me. No. But I did have a nice, um, do you know what frosé is? No. Sounds posh. No. It's frozen rosé. Oh, that Ooh. sounds good. Yeah, had one of those on this the morning. beach. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a standard morning drink so, when it's, it's hot. A, so is it like where vodka doesn't freeze if you put it in the freezer? Does no. does rosé actually, it goes like a slush puppy? No, I think it's just, I th- honestly think it's just poured over crushed ice. Ah, okay. It's the rosé lollipop. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds so good. good. I've got, um, I don't know what you're thinking is I'm a big fan. No, I'm not a big fan. That's completely the wrong word. What I do though is I leave drinks around the house overnight, uh, just forgetting to drink them. That and I come back rancid. to them. I come back to them in the morning. Now, is it legit? Look, you can see the rim. Look at the rim of that glass where it's That's stained nice. overnight. Now, that is an iced coffee that I poured myself last night and didn't drink. Is that Check still okay out. to drink today? No, that is actually, oh, that is actually making me feel nauseous. <laughs> you have to do anything that people it's, do um, to you on a podcast. It's cashew milk. Because you won't catch me drinking cow breast milk, but that's cashew milk. That's still fine, surely. Cow yeah, yeah. Breast milk <laughs> looks delicious. And it then that tasty. is also that is a pint or now a half pint of ginger cordial. I left that overnight. Water's probably gone stale. Is that okay to drink? Just no, put that, the two together. If I were. that's got flywee in it. Mm. <laughs> Added flavour. Hey, look! I will do this. Watch this. Yes. Get on that. Oh. <laughs> 
Luckily, the, uh, I mixed the ah, I mixed the coffee cashew ice drink in with the ginger corn. Why is this podcast suddenly becoming jackass? <laughs> yeah, okay. raging because it's eleven thirty. Oh, listen, <laughs> before we crack into this issue, and in case you stumbled across this by accident, you're thinking, "What are these three idiots talking about?" It's actually, believe it or not, a comic-based podcast. Although you wouldn't know it from those first few minutes. Now, there's a comic called Saga, published by Image Comics, started in 2012, I think, and it is a monthly comic, and it's a sci-fi space opera, which is kind of what it says on the tin. It's about sci-fi space opera, just loads of shenanigans, adventures, action, drama, love, romance, and all that kind of good jazz that gets people excited. Now, we are reading one issue at a time per, per episode and discussing that issue and this one is issue six which is the closing part of the opening story arc where our heroes marco and alana and their little baby hazel have been trying to escape from all pursuers and will they finally manage to get off planet in this issue we will find out but if you recall last episode the muzz aka emma because we all gave ourselves freelance contractor names i was the disruptor dave was the spoiler emma was the muzz the Muzz, you gave us, you dropped some knowledge on us because you are an expert <laughs> in play and uh, kids and research and all kind of stuff like that. Now, Generation Alpha, you educated us, is the current generation of human beings, I guess, populating the planet. And they have a certain way of speaking, as did all different generations uh, from past uh, time periods. Now, please give us a bit of Generation Alpha lingo that I can try and use in everyday life and look like a right weirdo because I'm way too old to be using this language. Go. Okay. Your word of the week is bussin. Wow. Now, listen, listen, listen. Me and Dave, there's a challenge here. We should try and use it in a sentence. No, there's a challenge here, Dave. I don't want you to explain it to us. We've got yeah. to try and guess what that means. Dave. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting I feel on like you first. Is it like a new word for um, freestyling or something? No. And I'm going to say it's nothing to do with getting on a bus. How are you getting down to the local leisure centre? I'm going to... I'm bussing. I'm bussing, yeah. No. Bussing. Uh, it's, is it something to do with a physical activity? No. Um, no. Is it when you need the was. toilet? Didn't think it but you're was. too lazy to say busting. No. Bussing. You're overthinking it. All right. Yeah, put okay. us out of our misery. It just means... Well, if you live in this house, it appears to be a word that you can just use for anything. But right. it's um, like, cool. That's cool. Bussing. That is bussing, like, man. Yeah, you had man you, on the end? If you love it, you just say, that's bussing. That's okay. bussing, my homie. Yeah, you have that... a nice iced coffee that's been sitting there for a day. Have a little sip. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, bussing. Certainly not bussing. What's the opposite of bussing? Non-bussing. Um, <laughs> right, listen. Uh, that's not what the uh, Urban Dictionary tells me it means, but we won't get into that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, this is a non-PC podcast, yeah. but anyway, um, or non-child friendly. I'll let you Google that later. If you want. That's how the kids are using it. Right, and okay. and that's what it's all about, the cool. Generation Alpha kids. And that is from about 2012 onwards, is it? Yeah, they're young, the youngest people, our youngest citizens, they're hmm. sort of 12 and under. Hmm. Good, good. So Jack. I feel like I've heard bussing being said in Fresh Prince. Ooh. Everything's always an ad- adaptation from yeah. somewhere. Research there, av- avid listeners, please tell us uh, if mm-hmm. you've heard Bussin from Fresh Prince, go and let us know the episode and drop it on us. Oh, we also did get another email come in, which we'll come to at the end of the show when we tell you about our socials and how you can get hold of us. Uh, exciting is it from email. Ben? It's not from Ben, but it is from a family related member of one of the three of us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. uh, the the anticipation is building spoiler high. Alert. Spoiler it's alert. from my wife. Yeah, yeah. spoiler. <laughs> Says the spoiler. So listen, episode six, issue six, front cover of this issue is. Can I, can I ask a question? Of course, as the, always. Um, comic amateur representative of the panel. So mm. this is the last chapter. So when this was released, what's the time frame on when you would have got the next one? Generally, in comics, they're published monthly, as in these six issues contained in this uh, story arc would have been six months. Then on the seventh month, you would have got the collected edition, which you are holding in your hands. So if you're a a trade waiter and you you wait for the collected edition, you normally would have to wait a month after the last issue came out to then get your collected edition. And then... We're on that month where that collected edition comes out, issue seven would come out. So there would be no break. It would just be published 
monthly every month. So yeah. there's, no, there's no break from the single okay. issues. But with this particular one, because it's a creator-owned and they kind of run their own schedule, a lot of the time they took one or two months off after every arc to just recharge and you know refresh and then it certainly start felt, again. It certainly felt like that reading the trades as I was. Um, it felt like a year in between me right. reading the trades, even though they're so short and you you know burn through it. Um, I'd have to go back and read the previous trades like a year later right. to remind myself what, what on earth was going on. Okay. So there you go. Uh, the cover to this one is uh, some foliage, some leaves floating around in space with the the planet and the moon in the background. Significant of anything, do you think? They're obviously trying to find this rocket ship forest, but... Yeah, so before Emma says something intelligent, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get in there quickly. <laughs> clever. <laughs> to clever. sound like the moron that I am. I think it's a rubbish cover. Right. Um, it's just boring. Uh, it wouldn't my... entice you if you saw it on a shelf. Not really. No, I mean, I, I do like all of the covers and the fact that they're really big images um, and they're this block colouring type thing. So that colour pops for me. So I possibly would stop and look at it, but not having any characters on there at all um, is just a bit eh for me. But I think I... I mean, I, I assume it's relating to the um, the tree spaceship that they're looking for. Uh, yeah, I yeah, now see. That, I like, eh, this is a bit of a throwaway. I now see the trail of leaves coming from, which I didn't yeah, see exactly. at first. So obviously the rocket ship has blasted off of the planet and it's left a trail of leaves behind it as it's traveling through space. Mm. Yeah, I didn't feel because when obviously we'll get onto when they get to the forest, it doesn't really have any trees in it. So <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, it didn't connect as much once I'd yeah. read the episode and i think yeah we're in it for the characters the characters are amazing i'm yes. not so connected to the worlds and the ships in the way that maybe you are in like star wars where those like they're really sort of iconic i'm yeah. not i still find myself sort of forgetting some of the different species and worlds and things like that um so yeah i definitely prefer the character ones but i did think it was quite optimistic when i saw it and it is quite an optimistic chapter and we've got signs of life on the cover and that's sort of how it felt in the chapter i gotta say i absolutely loved this chapter yeah, I, me too. I thought it was really funny yeah. i did some actual laugh out loud moments and um, cool. it just feels a lot lighter and there's a lot of humor in it and i was just really happy that it wasn't um yeah it didn't end feeling really depressing yep yep uh splash page as we get the first page of every issue is an unbroken panel with sometimes text sometimes not sometimes close-ups and here we've got marco and alana and they're having some problems with little hazel because she is obsessed with his neck flesh as he puts <laughs> it <laughs> i love his face his expression here because <laughs> yeah. some of the th you know some of the things they've been fighting I don't actually think he's looked that horrified before. <laughs> no. Some of the monsters that have approached him and he's yeah. got his little baby and, oh, they're fingernails. These oh, babies' the worst, fingernails. Yeah, so sharp. So sharp. Even now, Jack won't let us cut his nails, so he's like Wolverine. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a thing. We, we've had, and we've mentioned it from previous episodes, every issue seems to have Hazel doing narration in this mm. really cool font style, kind of scratchy, scrawly journal entry um, which indicates that, and it's quite intelligent writing, so it indicates that perhaps, you know, she's older when she's written these. But I was curious here because on the second page, she says, everyone had a father, even if he never provided anything more than his seed. And that is uh, text above Marco. And then above Alana, it's everyone had a mother, even if she had to leave us on a stranger's doorstep. Mm. So is this... Is she referencing her own parents with that narration? Exactly. So it feels like foreshadowing, doesn't it? Are, are they just going to abandon her? And or one of them, or they're going to be taken yeah. away, maybe? Or, or is this? Is she just? Is it just a catch-all for? I didn't have that, but some kids did have that from their parents. It, it's not really. Is it a tease to make you think it's her, but it's not really her? I don't know. I just found found it quite interesting. Yeah, I found this a bit confusing because they are obviously really Doting. active in their parenting and really protective so this doesn't feel like her story i interpreted it as more like a sort of philosophical point of view that what is going on in her babyhood is 
absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. But she's just sort of grounding us in that even though this is unimaginable, what is happening, whoever you are, whatever crazy experiences, like, isn't it just a bit nuts that it all starts in the same, exactly the same way? So I sort of interpreted it more as it was sort of like a grounding moment to take us back to the fact that this story is already quite nuts and is about to get even more crazy. But as we've seen throughout all of the chapters, we're constantly pulled back to these moments of like, parenting relationships these kind of like universal human truths so that's sort of how i interpret it because this is not her story like she has really protective engaged parents yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's like you know i i have two things in common with elon musk and queen elizabeth ii we were all born and we will all die yeah and that's kind of what's what's you know being referenced here i guess i'm a big fan i'm loving isabel the, Same. The emo I, ghost. I fell in love with yeah. her in this chapter. She's like um, Little Miss Optimism. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, her first, she pops out of. We still don't know the mechanics or the physicality or the <laughs> physiology of how it works, but you know, she pops out of little baby Hazel in a in a wispy kind of swirl of of pink ghost goo and says, Excellent. "Evening, boss. What I miss? Yeah. She's all about the right. Let's get down to business. What what's going on? She's got FOMO. What what have I, you know, missed out on? Yeah. Really cool." And they've arrived in this forest, which is obviously they're expecting it to be all lush and green and yes. their saviour and it's all burnt down and they're like and and <laughs> she's like it's over Isabel we're fucked and um and then basically she's like it's a graveyard and Isabel's like depends how you look at it really <laughs> which is so, so this sort of annoying thing that I would say yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> because they've gone looking for the according to their map which they got off the grease monkey back in issue one they now have arrived at the rocket ship forest which and again, they've just had bundles of optimism because it just sounds so bizarre. There's a forest with rocket ships. Who's going to believe that kind of thing? But they have been pinning their hopes on it, you know, because what else are they going to do? And they've arrived at the location. But like you said, it's completely burnt down. It's a graveyard. And this is where Isabel says, look, I'm not just going to leave a load of nice um, wooded forested area with rocket ships. You know, she's put uh, visible to anyone. She's almost put a glamour or a spell on it to make it look like there's nothing there but then she reveals that there is you turn the page and it's a lovely two page double page yeah. spread yeah, really nice double mm. spread and you get this cool looking kind of almost looks like a, 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 a well a, 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 a rocket ship tree i guess yeah yeah <laughs> clever lands, yeah landscape splash page which you don't see that often yeah you got to turn the book you got to turn it it's lovely isn't it i really like that even double though the colors are really me. muted and it's all quite gray it's still an awesome um, image yeah and they find their rocket ship yep and mm. again are we are we wondering whether she is what she appears to be again Isabel. because she's hiding things isn't she so again is this kind of foreboding that she's hiding things maybe she's hiding other things from them or do we just think that she is just hiding things from bad people by this point i was really team isabel mm. i was like no she's cool yeah that's where i am as well except part of me little spidey sense in the back it's like oh maybe she it's this horrors thing again maybe mm. she's got did, and she's still attached isn't she spiritually to the baby yeah and what she did, did she say, say when she did when they did the th- when she said i can save marco blah 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 but i need to be soul bonded that's to it, someone born and she did say and when we're detached it will not be pleasant no, yeah when does it end she said it will only end in when one death. of us dies yeah right okay so but yeah that leaves me that's in the back of my mind at all times with her that Plus, will get yeah. I, i'm I'm 99% sure that will get you know explored yep and brought to a conclusion at some point and plus you can't you can't trust teenagers let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> well she got onto this big giant phallic looking rocket forest yeah. ship thing so yeah yeah and there is you know the, the bulk of this issue is those guys, those four effectively getting on the ship. Uh, but there is a little interlude here and there. And the first interlude we get is one of mine and Dave's favourites, Prince Robot 4. And <laughs> if you recall back to the cliffhanger from the end of last issue, the stork reappeared and got absolutely blasted 
by Prince Robot. And now we see the aftermath of this because mm. she was on the phone to the will at the time. And Prince Robot kind of picks up the phone and continues the conversation with the will. But before he does that, he says, bloody fucking blood fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> Which again is some creative... Um, bad language which i always a fan of especially doubling up yeah yeah that's the way to go so i feel like they're a little bit regretful or they're a bit sort of yeah oh maybe we shouldn't have done that yeah because the guy the the trooper that's with him is immediately saying you know i'll back you up 100 percent in my after action report you know she drew first blah 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 as if ah have we messed up here almost what are the repercussions going to be and you find out later because prince robot gets on the phone to some other dude uh, who's a bit aghast that a freelancer has been killed Mm. yeah so so presumably they're kind of legally legally protected as it were it's like a there are sanctions yeah they've got diplomatic immunity well yeah or just um recognized sort of they're needed as part of their ecosystem yeah they have a union or something yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then her phone slash little pink vibrator mm-hmm. has got Maybe the will both. on the other end and then prince robot picks it up and he's talking to the will and i found that really exciting because it's mm-hmm. a bit like you know when you're yeah you're watching a film and you're in people's different stories and then they that moment where they come together it's yeah. kind it's, of like in heat when De Niro yeah. and pacino yeah. meet and finally share a scene well yeah. these two you know, you can tell that they're meeting for the first time on the telephone, but they are going to meet physically and something is going to go down. Something is going to go down. He is fuming. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Prince Robot is very matter of fact about the yeah. whole thing. He's very militaristic and he's very, you know, because the will said, who who is this? And he says, Prince Robot 4, I'm sorry to be the bearer of unfortunate news, but your client violated protocol and was justly killed in action. But he he's just stating he, the he facts. He doesn't know he's talking to her lover. He yeah. does not know that. And, you know, he says, Prince Robot goes on to say, I'll be taking possession of her vehicle per Article 11, but any personal effects can be forwarded to landfall if you like. Mm-hmm. And so he's just doing it processing by the book. Doesn't you know, know he's yeah. talking to another assassin i suppose does no 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 and i thought this was the next panel just happens a little bit too quick for me because the will is straight in with listen to my voice boy i aim to murder you right after i murder everyone you ever loved now i'd have liked that to come a little bit later maybe the next page after a bit more dialogue so he's processed it but yeah yeah i agree i I found that a bit cheesy i think Mm. um i aim to murder you is I get the, the the idea behind writing it like that. It sounds kind of like um, it's kind of Western style. It sounds a bit like Firefly. That's how right. they spoke in that, which is a great TV show. I aim to murder you, it. boy. Yeah, it's exactly how they talk. <laughs> but yeah, it, it felt too early for him to be. I thought there would have been a little bit more processing or some swearing or what did you say? You know, it, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Give me some more clarity. Or you say clarity. that in person or something. Yeah. But, um, that's the thing with this comic. I think it gets away with being really cheesy. Yeah. Um and a lot of Brian K. Vaughan's stuff, the dialogue is, is fast paced and it's fun and it's yeah. cheesy and it's funny. Um and it really works in comics, but I don't know if any of you have seen any of the stuff that has been translated of his onto T V and it's a struggle. I don't there's something here around the the way the comics medium I think I've mentioned it before, the comics the medium of comics really works for his type of storytelling right. and his dialogue and delivery and characters doesn't seem to work on tv there's something about tv being a bit too too real that then it doesn't kind of it doesn't work it doesn't carry over somehow yeah i think that was that was that i think that is why he's going off topic very you know this is a minor criticism as well just the fact that it comes one a panel later i'm just trying to nitpick for the sake of it really because it's not a bad thing at all but and again i don't want to derail this conversation but i think that's why we had to wait so long for the marvel universe to start making movies it's like They've been making comics about superheroes since the 60s. Mm. Why did it take so long for them to absolutely have a smash hit IP for all these Marvel movies? Because I think you can do stuff on the comic book page and it makes it fun and outlandish and, you know, you can soak it all in. Whereas once that's translated to screen, it's like, well, now, like you said, Dave, it's a bit too real. it's, It's how can you make that costume, which looks cool here, it's like Ahsoka yeah. in Star Wars. I think she looks naff yeah. in those Disney shows. Yeah. 
just because it's anyway there's something uh, about it being cartoony isn't there that that works in comics you're like impressed by the visuals and the art form and the ability to draw but cartoony doesn't really work when it's not a cartoon or it's not when it's live action yeah. yeah So anyway, the Will has set out his stall now. He's got one mission in life, and that's not just to kill Prince Robot, but effectively he's now probably going to try and kill Princess Robot and her unborn child, I imagine. Are you still Team Will, Emma, in this regard? Yeah. Okay, you want him to slaughter that unborn child. Well, as we established, (laughs) I'm not as Team Robot. Right. Prince Robot as you guys. Okay, fine. You're definitely Team Hazel. uh, Team Isabel, though, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but then the, the the Prince Robot just shakes that off. He's like, good Lord, psychotic, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely got no concern. Now, no he doesn't know who given. the will is, but he's absolutely worried, not one iota. He's like, To yeah, me, whatever. he's kind of he's like... He's a badass, I like him. He's like um, a sort of Prince Harry yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, definitely. character. Like, he's really, really born with a... Born in a gilet, as my <laughs> husband would say, and, and and into royalty, and then has done lots of war stuff, but through, well, that's what he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's kind yeah, of yeah. a, a silver spoon. He wants out, though, doesn't he? Just like yeah. Harry, he wants out. Yeah. He said yeah. That but then when he wants out, he, he doesn't really want all out, does he? he Who's going to provide security for my kid? Anyway. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the only good gilet is the one that Princess Leia wears in Empire Strikes Back on Hoth. Correct. so then we go back to alana marco hazel and isabel and bloody marco and this sword well this (laughs) again they could have just opened the door to the rocket ship and all got in but the rocket ship requires a sacrifice of course it does and he sacrifices or offers up his sword because it's he done. will not give this up. He is obsessed with not being violent. Really yeah. But he's a literal ram. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it is he's... good. It's 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 I like it because he wants to be something that maybe biologically or through his upbringing he's not. Yeah. He wants to be this pacifist. He wants to believe he can be that, but at multiple opportunities can't quite and also, and also i think in that goal of his that somewhat unrealistic goal i think represents he's just that like sheer like hope and optimism that you have as a new parent like you want so badly for everything to be peaceful and calm and to just have this cozy safe little nest and he's saying you know when a man carries an instrument of violence he'll always find the justification to use it it's almost like I just want to give this thing away and then the violence will also stop following us around and, yeah. and leave us. And it's sort of like really sad in a way. He simplified it right down to to something which probably isn't true. He's talking yeah. about, this is like idealistic, isn't it? I don't think he's just talking about himself, although I, I think he is talking about his own personality and characteristics, but it feels like this is a kind of, waxing lyrical about all people that of society if we all um what does he say we really want to escape the war you have to stop bringing it with you kind of thing i think he's talking about everyone but yeah it's naive isn't it in the extreme especially in their circumstances yeah where everyone is chasing them i also thought when he smashes this sword which is obviously a really sort of symbolic moment for him and they're sort of saying a sword has been in your Alana Saint's been in your family for a thousand generations and he says you're my family now I really like that because I do feel like when you make your own family there is an aspect of you sort of choose some parts of your past and your experiences and your um your sort of generational DNA to take with you but you do also most people I think choose to leave some behind and they want to sort of write their own story and I thought yeah, just the way it's sort of smashed open and how he says, you're my family now. I thought that was really touching. Yeah, yeah, it, is, it's, it does strike a chord, doesn't it? In terms of, like you say, it's, you can't, well, you can, but a lot of people obviously choose to not, to move, even just physically move away from mm. the location of where their parents are living. And then that helps to create you know, the the formation of a new family. But as we'll find out, Marco can't get that far away from his family. But also what I will say is 
That sword broke way too easily over <laughs> yeah, his knee. It did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what is it made of? It was supposed to be a super, super powerful sword. Yeah. But maybe yeah. he has a really strong knee because oh, when yeah. he's when he's fighting, he's he does have some crazy well. powers. You're right. You're right. He does. He's got that ram powers. But he's, again, he's this ram is ram energy. He's ram energy. We call it ram energy from now on. I love it. And. Again, and this is a panel I know you're going to love, Emma, is that last one on the page where Isabel says, so noble, and Alana's like, yeah, you're not ditching your Reagan, are you? Not a fucking chance. I love that. She's got no intention (laughs) of... She's like, look at this chump. Yeah, (laughs) ditching a means of killing someone, yeah. But she's thinking practically. She's thinking thinking practically. The war is not going to desert us. People are not going to stop chasing us. And how do we defend ourselves if we don't have the means of fighting back? Yeah, she's thinking, God, this guy. Yeah. I've got to think I've got to worry about him now as well as the baby. So I've yeah. got the gun, I'm carrying the baby. He's <laughs> almost like this it. sort of idealistic, like hippie parent that's like, We're gonna do everything this way and everything's gonna be like organic and they're only gonna drink out of a glass cup and it's all <laughs> gonna be beautiful and she's just yeah. like, Give me the tippy cup. It's probably <laughs> his idea to use reusable nappies. <laughs> probably was. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, they're in this rocket ship and they haven't at this point in time discussed amongst themselves where they want to go. They just want to get off planet, but it's like, well, where where do we start our new life? And they find out from Isabel that you don't steer a forest rocket ship. It just wants to put down roots somewhere and it has a destination in mind, although you can make suggestions about where you might want it to go. Mm. And that's what Alana does. And she wants to go to a place called Quietus, and meet supposedly the most, in, does she call him, the smartest person in the universe, who happens to be the author of Heist, which is that book that she was reading um, that then made its way into the hands of Prince Robot 4. Mm, so we're going to meet this right? dude. Yeah, that's mm. cool. I like that. Obviously implying that there's, yeah, there's a lot more going on in that book than meets yeah, why, the eye, what you might assume why, from the cover. What's her motivation for wanting... Hazel to meet this guy it's mm. clearly not made clear here and is there anything more to it or is it just a story mechanism to get more characters kind of in one place at the same time well I originally thought because Prince Robot was obsessed with this book and even the fact that I thought even that she was just reading it felt like and I thought this book was a I interpreted it i don't know but i interpreted it this book was a fantasy story about romance cross species that she'd maybe read and interpreted as real life a bit like you know when science fiction films like actually predict the future yeah um that's sort of what i was thinking it was like so she's sort of seeing this as yeah it's a fantasy romance fiction book but the author is like a futurist he's a genius he can see the future what is possible and that's where her head is at so she's aligned with his yeah sort of predictions and imagination Mm. but now that she's talking about wanting to meet the author i think it's more like potentially it's like a doctrine that's the word i've just double checked that i knew the meaning of where this is maybe like a yeah set of beliefs and a lifestyle that maybe she wants to follow and maybe a a person that she wants to follow um there's subtext i guess within this book yeah around life and around the way you should live it and then i do like when you see the picture of the author the most intelligent man on the planet she calls him he's got one eye Mm. cyclopean (laughs) dr oswald heist oh this book this comic (laughs) yeah i mean he looks pretty wise i don't know does he He's got a big Santa beard. I do. Is the only one with a big white beard? Yeah, exactly. I think looks wise. Yeah. I liked it when she, her face, when she sort of said, "I'd love to visit Quietus." It felt like it was the first time in the whole series where she'd given herself something, like she'd made a choice, she'd done something that she just wanted to do. Um, and I thought that was really nice. She sort of has this little moment, almost of like dreaming and moving towards a future that she would like whereas 
up until now it's just been very reactive and survival um so I thought that was like a little kind of pause moment and you could see you know she's thinking about she says you're the one who said it's never too early to start thinking about a kid's education right and she's like thinking about the future and yeah I kind of like that the school's on quiet it's supposed to be great yeah (laughs) yeah yeah she's going there for education amazing but but as we kind of said Prince Robot who has another little scene here uh, also has the same idea of such uh, firstly I will mention the book again subverts what you think a spaceship looks Mm -hmm. like because he finds the Storks spacecraft and it's kind of like a dragon headed thing yep. with like claws as wings like a skull it's weird yeah, it's cool. i really it, like that it looks good and he receives an incoming call on his face from <laughs> secret <laughs> intelligence and he's not happy about that because he says bugger and it's special agent gale who's rancho relaxo feet up on the desk oh, this guy and yep. gale he's such yeah a i don't like gale already he's only in like three panels but i don't like yeah. him I. I like his um again this is a common theme for me the the easy cosplay outfits that I quite like that mm. just all black nice I quite like the plain black shirt with a pink circle in the middle it's quite cool some wings yeah. on the back it's nice some boots yeah. you're done you're done yeah so he's just checking in with the situation with Prince Robot how's he faring with capturing these escapees uh, not well is the answer and. Gale, especially Agent Gale, freaks out when he hears that Reith High Command knows about the baby. Yeah, got a little bit lost here again, guys. There was a lot <laughs> of referencing. So um, Prince Robot is essentially saying our enemies are also looking for yep. um, Marco and Alana. So the stalk was in the employ of um marco's people i suppose the who are called from, the moonies yeah so they're from reith oh. which is the moon of yep um it was the moonies Cleve, that threw Cleve, me off because i started thinking about that famous cult <laughs> all right okay <laughs> i didn't know if it yeah, had so... any relevance to that because marco is a little bit of a hippie <laughs> oh, maybe yeah maybe maybe so Cleve is alana's race yep and that's the planet reith is the moon and that is Marco's race. Yeah. So Gail's suggesting here that maybe... So obviously, Cleve, High Command, which is Prince Robot, etc., they knew about the kid, but the Moonies didn't. But now he's suggesting that actually the Moonies do know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because obviously they did. They fought them, didn't they? Uh, Alana and Marco had to fight off their... Um, uh, Marco yeah. had to fight off his own people when they magicked in one time. Yep. But again, Prince Robot, even though he's got this uh, special agent dickhead on the phone yelling at him, he's not bothered or concerned. He's just, look, um, going about his business. And look, look at his hand in that panel. His fingers, some's got cables have come out of his fingers into the oh, yeah. into the dashboard. Nice. So he's transformed his arm into a gun. He's transformed his fingers into cables. What what can't this guy do with his body parts? He's Inspector Gadget. He is Inspector Gadget. But he's very uh, concerned about Marco and Alana. And I, it, when he says the, the parents are vastly more capable than your initial analysis suggested, Marco, the father, is a force of fucking nature. But it's the mother who really frightens me. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our sort of presentation of Marco and Alana has been... They, they're sort of getting through by the skin of their teeth. They're very much the victims. They're the ones being hunted. They are protecting themselves. They're not presented to us in their sort of attackers. And we have seen them have these super powerful moments. But when he says this, I'm like, huh, like, d- is there something more to them that we, we haven't, haven't perhaps seen? Yeah, we haven't seen them, the couple and Prince Robot in the same place no, he's making so a lot of he assumptions there. You know, he's making a lot of assumptions. Based on the book, from the book, yeah, the book. Yeah, the book. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like idealistically, yeah, yeah. he's seen he's seen is. the result of Marco's physical prowess from all the dead soldiers. Yep, exactly. From when he when the stork was there, so he's like, okay, so and he would probably have seen these are sword wounds. Marco carries a sword. Okay, so this is Marco's work. Mm-hmm. But then from reading the book, like you said, Emma, from a intellectual or um yeah like philosophical or whatever philosophical point of view yeah he's worried about what alana's capable yeah. of mm-hmm. interesting 
Mm. So, but then, then when he's on the uh, phone call to Prince Dickhead, uh, sorry, Special Agent Dickhead, Prince Robot just has the book in his hand, the heist book, and he's like, wait a minute. And then you see Quietus in backwards spelling as a reflection. In yeah, so TV why is it screen. backwards? Because have we seen other images that have been backwards before? I, my, I wondered if this was when something just hits him um, and it's like shocking and he hasn't actually processed it. Maybe it kind of reflects straight without any I, kind of thought process. My, yeah, my thought was just reflected. All, all words are spelt backwards to him because it's the first word we've seen on his screen. Maybe this is it. We'll see, won't we? So I think it's just that's the, what he's seeing. We're seeing it from the opposite side. But if we were in his head, he'd be reading it correctly. I like the idea that he hasn't had time to process it. It's just kind of hit him. Mm. And so his computer TV head is just Fil- reflecting. It's filtered it out as important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he is now on his way to Quietus as well, where uh, the, he will meet up with our heroes at some Can point. Can we talk sure. about we see baby Hazel here, sort of a... A nice shot of her being held up to the window. We haven't really seen much of her illustrated before. Um, she's she's a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> she doesn't have a neck. It would appear odd proportions on this little yeah. kid. Very cute, but um, her head's as wide as her entire body. She's like a little dumpling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little dumpling. Oh, <laughs> oh the little ram dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, ram powers dad. <laughs> now. This is a tricked out spaceship is, as well. Yeah. It's got a foyer, it's got an attic, it's got super jet power showers. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, you know, uh, why would you want to leave this? It's like a super deluxe five-star hotel in a rocket ship, really. Yeah, it looks nice. And you don't even have to worry about driving it or where you're going. You just kind of sit back and enjoy yeah. the ride. It's a bit like what a spa. What you do need to worry about, what you do need to worry about, though, is these weird proximity alarms that go off when something is coming close to you. Yeah, incoming magic. Yes, I love this Hazel. bit. Incoming magic? Wow. And the magic uh, comes in the form of a couple of people, a couple of Moonies, I guess the Rethians, who teleport in or magic themselves mm. inside the rocket ship. And they are armed. One's got a battle axe. One's got a knife. They're speaking... Not the language, they're speaking Mooney language and that panel where they appear is all very yellows and burnt oranges and ambers. Yep. It makes them look Badass. fairly menacing. Yeah, we've got some magical space invaders here, haven't we? Yeah, one of them immediately dispatches Isabel and that looks fatal yeah. for a ghost. I don't know, it doesn't look good. Die. Yeah, can a ghost die? I'm guessing not. But yeah, it, doesn't, it looks out. like she's been offed. His blood splatter. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we well, don't see don't her again. Mm. And she doesn't are... finish the word fuck. She says holy no, fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> Might have been fuck. Yeah. Might have been fudge. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. never know. <laughs> but uh, a battle does ensue until one of them realizes, it says Marco, and realizes, takes his helmet off, and now we get some you know, realization. We get a realization that they know each other. Alana's still in the dark. What the fuck is going on? Marco holds up Hazel and says something in uh, a wreath language. You turn the page for the cliffhanger. And it's, and Hazel narrating, and then my grandparents came to That's what us. made me laugh out loud. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look so funny. Like the grandpa, the granddad, you can just imagine the granddad being like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so this is Marco's mother and father. The father's like, oh, and the mother has a look that would kill on her face. Yeah. So I feel like they are going to have very differing views about this new burgeoning relationship. Yeah, and their little dumpling grandchild. And their cabbage patch kid granddaughter. Some awesome character design here. I like the armour. Um, as you say, the facial expressions, the little, the different horns are wicked. I like the weapons. Yeah, that's just an awesome final splash page. I love that. And I love how it turns uh, the colours in this bit mm. are brilliant. And the, the sort of the fight scene is all in this sort of sepiaed out aqua greeny colour. And it's like they have, they've stepped, this is a new phase. This feels like this is really Shit's significant. And they're like now entering, it's almost like they're they're, they're going through this kind of like, transition moment because 
this is this is big I mean it ends with and then my grandparents came to live with us and I wonder if this is the start of them forming their squad and their team I'm I'm not sure but it feels like yeah the just the significance of the color change there really sort of marks that this is a moment of change and with that end line as well it's like boom yeah and is Marco who previously had said you're my family now is he now going to be resistant to the inclusion of his parents in this family unit or is the family unit now six people effectively good question and there's a nice bit of again foreshadowing that i didn't see coming that line that you've just said there is is a kind of direct link isn't it to this you could almost have seen it coming in a way yeah the family he said you're my family now that's very cool yeah but there you go that is the end of the first story arc of saga what a saga absolutely they are... oh you knew you beat me to it because uh i completely forgot to include that somewhere in the line but yeah absolutely everyone's busting in this issue yeah. uh, apart from the will i and guess who is most definitely not busting but mm. uh co- quick co-parent rating for this one i don't see how they could have done anything more so five i guess yeah yeah it's just marco and that sword it it just just protect your family (laughs) yeah yeah that's what what she's there for yeah true yeah well eventually you know again something is gonna happen and i feel like maybe it's cliched or maybe it's not but it's not nice to try and think what's gonna happen but i think that marco alana's gonna mess up or something by having a weapon something bad's gonna go wrong and maybe Marco's going to blame her or by trying to be a pacifist, it's going to eventually help them out of mm. a situation they're stuck in. Yep. Uh, they talk them out of a situation. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. My favourite character in that chapter was Isabel. Oh, of course, yeah. Isabel's your favourite. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dave, favourite character from this, just this issue only? I don't know, actually. Not Marco, because I agree that he was just being a bit rash, wasn't he? Smashing up one of their two weapons. Um, I think it's got to be Prince Robot again for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool, calculated. And he's just, just kind of sick of it, but doing his job and being quite effective, I suppose. Yeah. 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 I think I might go the same or I'll do a tie between Prince Robot and Isabel, but good stuff as always. Now, we'll be moving on next week to issue seven, which will be the first issue in our next story arc. Hopefully, we get to see all these people land on Quietus meet up with the cyclopean author dude find out what he's all about but i did say we had an email come in which i will find right now so yeah we did have an email come in and it says hi gang it doesn't actually say it says hi chief but i thought i'll include you guys Thanks. hi gang uh mrs dave here my suggestions are because we had said give us a name suggestion for our little crew and she says saga squad bit obvious <laughs> and boring i quite like it Oh, number two, two men, a lady, and an alien baby. Yeah, it rhymes. Bit Word, long. Wordy, but my fave. Although we don't have an alien yeah, baby the with alien us. Baby. So I'm not uh, sure Isab- we can use that uh, one. Isabel, Keep up the good work. Isabel. The baby. Hazel. No, but we don't have Hazel, a baby. It's the name for our team. Could you scout? Keep up the good work. Uh, I am not rereading until the whole damn series is done, but enjoying listening to you all. Bye for now, Sarah. Aww. So thank you for Thanks, that, Sarah. Sarah. You can write in if you want to be like Sarah or Ben and someone that's not <laughs> from our left, family. <laughs> you can, she doesn't listen no. to this. You can write in, it's whatasaga at gmail.com. You can find us on the social media. We're whatasaga on Instagram, posting out stories and posts and stuff of uh, some cool images and, of the mm. book. But yeah, please do get do in contact it. with do us. Do it, guys. It's a guaranteed shout out. <laughs> yeah. shout out and also we did put request uh if any one of us could oh this is ben had said get some new listeners so is it, i don't think i've managed to get any new listeners i asked my instagram community and i was like is anyone reading this comic and listening along and, and had zero replies <laughs> there you go okay yeah. okay well, as long as <laughs> we're under the fun. radar <laughs> yes can where can the fine people find your work dave um at wimblet on twitter um, I'm on Instagram as well, the underscore covert underscore creator, where I just put some of my comic stuff and then went for the phase of doing toy photography in lockdown, one of those lockdown hobbies, uh, which is quite fun. I, I like to think that I got some fairly good photos on there. So yeah, you can look at that. 
Cool, cool, cool. And M's? I'm or the at, Muzz? If you want to learn more about play and living playfully, you can find me at playful underscore den on Instagram. And you can listen to my podcast, People Who Play. And I actually am interviewing a professional toy photographer oh, are you? for an upcoming episode. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, wicked. I'll definitely cool. check that one out. Cool beans. I need to get and back into it. It's for sure. Fun. It's really fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can find me at Armour Geekden on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. Just doing some stuff, I guess. Uh, I'll tell you what I got into. I got into Rubik's Cube. Uh, I, I I tried to solve a Rubik's Cube the other day. Did it! A new record, 1 minute 47 to solve a, a scrambled Rubik's Cube. I'm going to try and get that under a minute. Look for videos of me doing that uh, or not. But that is it, people. We have been the What A Saga crew. We have been bussing it. And make sure you have a good week. <laughs> and make sure you don't have a saga unless it's reading the comic saga and listening to this fine podcast. We will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. So Emma, is there a big difference between millennials and the group that came after them? I can't remember what you called it. Zed. Alpha. Yeah. Zed. Zed. Oh, Zed. Yeah, I would say like Z, Z are sort of known to be the ones that are quote unquote woke. So they're much right. more... Not millennials. Oh, I thought millennials were... Mi- okay. No, millennials more is more like entitled, entrepreneurial. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, Good shout. Yeah, more sort of like parented... Along the guise of anything is possible, dream mm-hmm. big. They're kind yeah, of like yeah. trophy kids. Um, and then obviously there was like unemployment and housing crisis. So they're like really pissed off and still the feeling dickheads, quite they're entitled. The dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and very good at networking. So they had right. Facebook yeah, and things quite young. Um, yeah. So like really good at sort of rallying online. But Zed mm. are much more much more about action so millennials sort of more about yeah communication forming groups networking but z are just much more about getting to the heart of the action like getting shit done good really good at problem solving less about entrepreneurialism and new ideas and more about fixing Mm. um and then alpha we you know we're they're still kids but they Mm. are very they're the real true digital natives millennials and z got described as digital natives but they would both still have really analog memories from their childhood, even um, Gen Z, who would have grown up with tech, but, you know, wouldn't necessarily have had social media that mm. young like yeah, kids yeah. have now. So the alpha are true, 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 true natives and are very sort of have a quite a almost practical relationship with tech is just not novel to them at all it's like it's like water 